Jason. Today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget Blinds! Jason, did you know that Budget Blinds is the place for people to go to for the signature series shades? All hail our robot shade overlords. Look, there are many, many reasons why you should start looking at the smart home features, but mostly because it's cool. I got to say, look, I recently got a somewhat smart home thing in my house, and I was highly skeptical, like, in the process and have delayed and kind of acted like the technology-phobic old man that I'm probably getting closer to being every day. (laughs) But I got to say, this smart home stuff is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And I got to say, the ability to raise and lower, open and close, program your shades to do that stuff, to save energy, to increase the security in your home, to do all the things you want to do. Make things safer for your children and pets. Right. Absolutely fantastic as, as an idea. I get it. I get it now in a way that I didn't get it before. So I'm going to say this with all sincerity. All hail those robot shade overlords. There you go. So if you are ready to make your home a smart home, head on over to our good friends, Budget Blinds of Lee's Summit, right in downtown, the heart of our community. Hello again, and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I am Jason Norbury, and as always, I'm joined by a man who did not get a ring from, nor did he give a ring to Patrick Mahomes this week. It's Nick Parker, the publisher of Link to Lee Summit. I really, I don't know why. I, I think I should have. I was a, a, a key component, I believe, to, to his and his team's success last year. Your fingers crossed in that first playoff game when they were down 24 points was key really? to the Chiefs' comeback. My mental preparedness for that game pushed them over the edge. Now, I, I'm sure that most of you who saw that Patrick Mahomes and the rest of the team, not just Pat, uh, received their Super Bowl rings. But did you also see that at the same time Patrick Mahomes got himself engaged? He gave himself a, and I'm going to say an equally audacious ring <laughs> to his now fiance Brittany, uh, and decorated one of the suites at Arrowheads with like a thousand roses or something. It was, uh, it was, it was a an engagement request and gift on par with the uh, tasteful, subtle nature of Super Bowl rings. There we go. <laughs> It was amazing. I mean, it was amazing. And there, the ring that she had, she showed on an Instagram photo was something. And there, there lies your, uh, my, that's about as far into the world of celebrity gossip as I get. Cause there, there we go. Well, congratulations to all of them and to all of us, because really, if we hadn't been so prepared as fans, it wouldn't have happened. It would not have happened. All right. Our unofficial sponsor this week is, well, I mean, look, be clear. Whenever we don't have a difficult time, we come back to this topic. It's tacos. I had tacos this week. I had tacos uh, last night. I had tacos yesterday for lunch, and they were, as usual, fantastic because they're tacos. There we go. Jason, this is not going to be a heavy day. Well, sort of. It is. We're going to offer a little bit of news and a little bit of commentary from inside City Hall this week. It is time. It is time, Jason, to bring back our favorite soap opera. As the council turns. 
the council turns. Hey, we're going to start uh, really quickly, Jason. There was a presentation at Tuesday's city council meeting. It was a presentation on the, uh, the LS Ignite process, the strategic planning. And what did we find out, Jason? Because this was a long process, involved a lot of public uh, interaction that changed a little bit because of, as everything, because COVID, right? This was several months in the making. What did we learn last time? Well, we learned that they have um, they have created a, and the presentation was a 34-page PDF document, which had all of the major uh, committees that had been meeting over these last, what, now six months or more uh, to, to talk through all those issues, to come up with strategies and action items and things to actually do to further the goals that the community had come up with during those first phases of the conversation. Um, and so there are a lot, there's, look, there's a lot of detail in that. And some of it's still a little bit vague and broad, but it, it's a lot of, we wanna do this thing, we're gonna put this group, uh, whether it's the city staff, city council, uh, Lisa Summit Arts Council in a couple of cases, Nick, just in case you were out of things to do for the Arts <laughs> Council. A lot of things going on to help kind of continue the work or start new work or go through that process in there. And it's only really this 34 page, very dense, lots of charts, the whole bit document is really only the beginning of the process that we're going to about to go through. Right. I, I think, I think the, the, the thing to note is this was really all about putting forth uh, the results of all of those, those public involvement pieces, right? Those public participation pieces and the meetings inside city hall with their various committees and departments. This was putting all those results in a package together and, and next will come, come the, the work part, right? Where things get aside. Here's the things we want to accomplish now. That's, that's what last night was. And then here, then we start assigning right to the various committees and commissions and departments in the city of, of how do we get there then? Let's start getting to this goal. And, and, that's, and that's the next step. And some of these are going to be years in the making, Jason. This isn't just like, you know, we're going to pick one and do it tomorrow, right? Some of these will take, will take some time, but we'll start and, and seeing those next. City manager said, you know, there may be things on those lists we just can't do for whatever reason, right? I mean, hope, universe, please grant that we have no more pandemics. But if another disruptive event of that nature, it may completely scotch something that comes along, or there may be something that we get to that's just not possible to achieve in the time frame that they want to achieve it. But they're going to have to figure that out. So it's a huge list of stuff. Uh, city staff is going to probably break it down into even more actionable steps and start sort of assigning dates and times and things to kind of work through all of that. So you'll look forward with that as we go through. But this isn't the last you'll hear of it from this podcast. No, and Jason, this is going to get to to really the the part that we like, the part of this that that we like on this podcast that we like to talk about, and that's it is a result of public participation. It is it is a result of people in the community getting involved in the process. And next week we're going to have a conversation with the mayor, Mayor Bill Baird, and City Manager Steve Arbo. They're going to come on the podcast, and we're going to talk about that public process and, and what it was like to get you know, hundreds of people from the community involved in this, this, I'm going to, can I, can I call it this vision quest for the future of the city? Well, that's a, that's a, that's a reference for people of a certain age, but yes, you go right ahead. 
<laughs> not the first time this week that you and I have done that. No, um, not the first time. But I think, I think it's going it, to be a good conversation. We can get into a few of the details of what some of those, some of those uh, goals of the, of the plan are. But I think really what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about how this was a great opportunity um, to get people in the community involved as we start talking about the shape uh, of, our, of the future of our community. And that was, that's always a good thing. Right, and, 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 and even probably more importantly, how people can continue to be involved as this goes forward. What can you do to continue to actually implement these things to make that difference that we talk about? Exactly. So we're looking forward to that conversation next week with Mayor Bill Baird and City Manager Steve Arbo. Jason, I'm going to shift gears now. We're going to get into, uh, that was a little more, more newsy. Uh, we're going to get into a piece of this this episode where we're going to give a little commentary and a little analysis um, Last night was the, the second conversation among city council on a new commission that Mayor Bill Baird has, has said for a long time now that he wants to, to create for our community. He first brought this up in his last uh, State of the City address, and that is that he wanted to create a commission on diversity and inclusion in our community, and that was coming kind of um, – as a conversation within the community in the school district area was coming to a head as the school district battled with conversations about equity and diversity and inclusion. And it was spreading throughout the community. And the mayor said, Hey, we can, let's, let's see if we can create a commission. Let's get a group of people to talk about all of these hard things and maybe come up with some, some solutions, some ways that we can, we can get through these hard, hard conversations and hard times. It started a couple weeks ago in city council where the mayor mayor brought onto the agenda that the introduction of this commission and a list of 12 names that he wanted to appoint. And that Jason is where kind of things took a little shift. Uh, several of the members of the council took issue with the fact that they weren't consulted as to who those people would be. And I think then that shifted into a broader conversation then of what this committee this commission is going to be and, and and what they're going to do. And so it was brought back last night's council meeting. The mayor brought new names. Some of them were the same, some were new, and some of those were based on input from the, from the council members. It also had a lot of language change, Jason, to the resolution state, stating what the commission was and what they were going to be empowered to do. And that's where I'm going to stop with the, the news part because Jason – this is where I started to take a little bit of issue because the commentary and the changes all of a sudden made it seem like, what's the point here? Why are we going to have this commission? All right. So to, I guess to, to tack on some sort of structure from what you're dealing with. So the, the, the mayor's resolution with the amended groups, and let's be clear, the mayor uh, in and amongst the people. And one of the complaints that the, the commissioner or the city council people had was that not every member of that commission was an actual resident of the city and which I think is a fair thing. And there were other com complications and all that as well. But so that came back with the amended list of people. Um, there was other fussing about who the people were and what have you. But then uh, there was a, a draft amendment uh, to the resolution or a draft amended resolution that, that council member Felker was working on that the public did not see um, at this that seemed to change uh, some of the terminology, uh, some of the capacity or the power of this commission um, to, to go forward. And then there was conversation amongst the council to about other issues that they wanted to talk about or add in or, or change or affect 
And then the end result was they have pushed it out to have this discussion at a work session so that they could come to some sort of agreement that they can vote on to, to move forward. So it had the net effect of not actually appointing the commission or doing the resolution tonight, last night, and the further effect of sort of pushing it out a little bit longer. And let's, let's pause real quick and let's just do a, a little process note, Jason. This is for you. Oh, you're welcome. The, Thank you. The, Thank you. <laughs> the creation of commissions and the appointment of commissioners is under the purview of the office of mayor. This is something he does. So planning commission, arts council, which I'm on, um, human relations commission, aviation, all of these other things, right? Mm-hmm. That's part of the mayor's job is, is he appoints the commissioners to, to these posts. So he was acting in his, in his, within his authority and rights. This is a good thing. He was following through with a thing that he, he wanted to do. He announced it back at his state of the city. But Jason, you think maybe politically speaking, he might've played this wrong. Right. Well, I mean, okay. So there's, I think there's two parts to it. One is why members were appointed that weren't residents of the city is, is I don't understand that as a choice. And it just may simply have been Mayor Baird was looking for people in the community or involved with the community that he could tap for expertise on that subject. But that that's an, a, an obvious sticking point. And you have to keep in mind that the mayor can work on creating these things, but it does take the actual act of city council to do so by resolution. So he does have to have, to, to borrow a different phrase, the advice and consent of the city council. The, the political part is traditionally in the past. I mean, so when we've talked about things, and I know that there's some statutory differences, but things like the Charter Commission and other things of that nature that have been brought up, the, the commissioners themselves or the city council members themselves have an opportunity to appoint one of those initial members of any given body. And, and they weren't given that. And so I think that the mayor made a, a political or tactical error in not running this process with the the council members because i think he bought himself a bigger fight on other things without by sort of sidestepping them in a way that in in the way that it happened and so you know while i i commend the mayor's efforts to get this done you know sometimes you got to play the game a little bit to actually get progress and and i think he fell a little short in in that part of it and i think it's caused more argument than we already were going to get when this process came forward. But that's really not the core of what we're getting to. No. And let's, and let's, let's get into that now. And I think really, Jason, what, what struck both you and I, as we, as we sat through this, this meeting and particular conversation was, was the, the changes in language um, for that resolution and the comments from various members of the city council as to what the job of this commission would be and what they would be empowered to do. And I, I, I took it, Jason, as there was a lot of worry that this council would talk too much about race and probably to a council member that spoke, there were comments of, we need to make sure we talk about other things and not just race. And the way they talked and the language that they used came off to me as we're going to put all these things in so that we don't have to talk about race. And Jason, as I stated earlier, when this was brought up by the mayor in the state of his state of the city address, this was during a time when the community and the district were talking about race. 
We're now in a time when the entire nation is talking about race. I don't think we can avoid it. And well, I mean, clearly that we're seeming that, I mean, we often can. Uh, right. But I think, you know, if, if we're asking a group of people to, to come together and hold these, these conversations and to actually maybe, maybe see if there is change that should happen or needs to happen and, and affect that change, you can't avoid the conversations. Right. And, 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 if, and we, will... if we water down, and this isn't to say you should avoid all of those other things, but if you water it down to not get there, what's the point of the, of the commission? Right. And so there's, there's that piece of the conversation and, and keep in mind, I mean, so when the mayor re, you know, when he really started to push for this and he announced the formation and composition of this commission, it was right on the heels of the, all, all the protests, the Black Lives Matter movement, the George Floyd protests, the protests that took place here in Lee Summit. Uh, and he referenced those very specifically and, and dealing with those. And so it was clear to anyone who listened that the primary motivator for Mayor Baird pushing this at this point, again, was to make sure that we have this conversation centered on, not exclusive to, but centered on race, which is without a doubt the central conversational issue that we have in this country as a whole. It affects almost every single topic that we talk about when we're talking about inequities, things we want to fix as a, as a, as a society, as a community, race is involved. It, it is involved. We've seen it at the, the school district level over and over again on the conversation got a superintendent fired. Uh, and, and in that process of that conversation, you know, I made calls for one of the school board members to resign. These are things that we have to have these conversations. And, and yet, the, the effort was to not deal with that. And then there's a second piece um, to that. And, and some of Councilmember Felker's uh, changes and some of the comments that the, the city council members made were, they were, and, and I'm going to sort of air quote this, they were concerned about the impact it would have on the council's legislative authority. So what, Essentially, they didn't want to be bound to do something that they didn't want to do. Um, and so not only are we diluting the conversation by enforcing conversation on an even broader array of topics, which to be fair, almost all of which should be included in any big conversation on inclusion and diversity and what have you. But if we're, if we're getting away from, if it's such that we get away from that central conversation about race or the, the, the conversation or the output of the commission is such that nobody actually has to do anything with it. That's not particularly effective either. Right. If this is a group of 12 people that sit around the table in the Struther room at city hall once a month and talk, what, what, what's the point, right? What comes out of that? And I think, you know, look, some of the other things Jason that brought up, uh, council member Bob Johnson brought up, he thinks that we should talk about, age discrimination, um, council member Hillary Shields brought up, maybe we should talk, we should be talking about gender and, and sexual identity issues. And these are all things, right? These are all protected class discriminatory issues and they absolutely should be talked about too. But to your point, what they were, when they were talking about, about the empowerment of this, of this commission, 
if you're not giving the the a commission like this the ability to make recommendations back to the city council with any weight whatsoever why go through all of the process? Why even have the commission and the conversations in the per first place? Right. So the real question is, is what is this body empowered to do? And what weight does that, does that power have? Right. And so I think one of the things that the mayor said when he was talking about forming this commission is that they, there are these different, and these are difficult conversations. We watched the school district and its constituents kind of, I'm going to just rip to shreds uh, a year ago by the way, I mean, this is not that long ago. And, and we've watched the nation, you know, come not apart, but really start to take sides. And, and there's this, it's very, very hard to have these conversations it's so woven in. And, and because and, of a, because of a pandemic, the boiling point is even higher. I mean, we just, we just had an episode two weeks ago with, with uh, therapist Carrie Gray, where we talked about that, right? Our, right. all of our emotions are on high on top of it. Right. And so, and, and one of the things that we want this commission to do is to help facilitate these difficult conversations in the community. But if they don't have the capacity to force these difficult conversations at the council level, where that's the body that can make changes to make things happen and to make the community better, really, they have literally the legislative power in the city. If we cannot make them have those conversations, then the point we're, we're getting a little bit outside of the point that we're, we're trying to deal with there. And I don't, that's the question in the end It's like, you know, to boil it down to TLDR to, as the not kids say, right. <laughs> is, is what are we, what is this commission going to accomplish? What can this commission make happen at the end of the day? Right. And, you know, Jason, we always talk about how getting involved locally, right. That's the best way to affect change. Right. Mm hmm if this commission does not have any of that ability to affect change, right. To, to create necessary uncomfortable conversation and then make recommendations back to a legislative body like the city council, this commission becomes basically a tweet of thoughts and prayers, right? I mean, I, I don't disagree with you on that. And, and that is the thing that is to be determined, but I will say I am not encouraged by the, the language and the maneuvers that the city council put forth last night at council. And, and I think that those in the community who want these conversations to happen um, need to talk to their city council members to make sure that they put enough of their own skin in the game to where there has to be an accounting at the end of this on what actually is going to happen. Because like, I'm not saying that the city council has to be forced to pass a bill or pass a resolution that was drawn up by this commission, but they ought to be forced to at least talk about it. In to public. have the conversation on that dais right. for the public record. And then that way, if, you know, council member, pick one, council member Lopez doesn't like this thing, he has to state on the record why he likes or doesn't like this thing and then make a vote. And he can be held accountable by his constituents for that purpose. You were you were critical earlier of of the mayor and his I'm going to call it political and tactical maneuvering right mm -hmm. to, to to bring this up but I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to also give him credit too I think I think it takes a little bit of of political courage right now to to push forward this kind of thing because we are in such a a divisive time and as we said we're also in a very high 
emotional state as a collective, right? So I think it's a good thing that he's pushing it through. I just I just hope that that the council in this little little spat doesn't render it worthless. And I will say, and, and maybe that's too worthless. Maybe no. too strong of a word, but I. I I hope that they don't they they don't take away any power of this of this group to to create meaningful conversation and meaningful recommendations um, for for some change if they so see the need. Right, absolutely. And, and, I'm and not, I, you know, I don't know what their recommendations would be. I don't know what they're going to find out. But if you don't give them a certain amount of of power, and authority is probably not the right word there, but a certain amount of power. To, to create the right conversations. And, and here's the other thing I'm going to say, Jason. This is about more than just the 12 people that get, get appointed. If this group doesn't have a certain level of empowerment, they can't do what's really needed. And that's to go out and bring in other voices, a slew of other voices from throughout the community and maybe even opinions from outside if they need some expert outside opinions. But they have to be able to create broader conversations and get a lot of voices to really, really delve into some of these issues, whether you're talking about race, whether you're talking about gender discrimination, age discrimination, sexual identity, right? All of these things are going to require more voices than the 12 people that are appointed. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I will say this. I mean, the, you know, we, we, when we started this podcast way back in the before times, uh, <laughs> one of the things that was plaguing the city, right, was the city council was dysfunctional when they disagreed, right? They, they dragged themselves into that there was personal calls for resignation, all the things that were going on um, at the time. Even in this, even in this moment, right, where there was clearly tension between the council or parts of the council and the mayor, and, and how this would go forward, they did a good job of kind of just having the, the first stages of the conversation on the record uh, there. So they're, they're doing the things that we wanna do and I'm not even criticizing the process that they're going through. I just hope that their result isn't so watered down as to be non-transformative for the community. So we will we will watch and we are we are hopeful to see when this gets put into a council work session and we will be paying attention to see how they finish that conversation and what the resolution if a resolution is pushed through to see see what the the wording is and and, and um, what the goal of the the final goal of that commission is going to be we're going to we're going to stay on that and we'll let everybody know as soon as that that gets scheduled. Jason, I got one more thing I want to do today and I want to talk about a proclamation that happened last night. Are you patting yourself on the back for this? I, no, actually, I, 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 I'm not going to take credit for it. I was offered the credit, but I don't remember it happening that way. Fair so enough. I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, Jason, the mayor at yesterday's meeting proclaimed that September 10th, that's next week, will be Wings for Water Day. And Wings for Water is a local charity that raises money to provide accessible water really to different things through, throughout the world. And this this is a relatively new, it, it's been going on for a few years now, relatively new charity though. Um, they've had a big event the last few years, but because COVID, it had to be pared down a little and it's, it's a drive-through event this year. So uh, Friday, tune back into Friday's episode of the Town Hall Podcast and we will have Chris Turney, the leader of this, of this charity, talking about a really, really cool event that's gonna happen next week. It's a great interview, but I have to say that the whole process made me very, very angry again this year. Um, thanks, COVID, for ruining my access to Wings. We'll have Wings next week. Link to Lee Summit will have a team in that Wings deal, and you're going to find out how you can get some and how you can help vote for us 
to be the best wings there are. Absolutely. We will talk to everybody next time.